Shalom, shalom. Welcome to another episode of God's Little Hummingbird, the podcast where we are reading through the Bible from the beginning to the end using the original languages as a guide. Today we're in second, we are in 2 Samuel chapter 9, reading from the New King James Version Bible. Without any further ado, may God open our eyes and hearts to his truth, and may we begin. Please, Yahweh, be here. Now, Yahweh, now David said, Is there still anyone who is left of the house of Shaul, that I may show him kindness for Jehonatan's sake, Jonathan's sake? Now, if you look at those words in Hebrew, David is beloved. Jonathan means um, given of, Yahweh has given. So, Natan is the word to give or give. And then Yehol, Yehona um, is the, it's from the yod root of Yahweh. So it's like Yahweh has given, Yah has given. And then if we look at the word Shaul, sorry, I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I just don't want to say it wrong because I forgot to look. Desired. So it was desired. That's the word desired. So the one thing to remember is in Hebrew, every name actually means something. Every word means something. That is one reason we know we're pretty sure and confident that Yahweh or Yehovah could both work because they have to, they have the root word for to be in Hebrew, which technically means he was, he is, and he is to come. So Yehovah is the Chava, is the to be. And the Yahweh still has that there too, the Yod He Vav He. The He Vav He is the Chava root. And so if you put the Yod at the beginning, it you can grammatically, Yahweh works. And that's what they found in first century writings by some Assyrians who were just to the north and east of Israel, some of the Samaritans who were half-breeds of the northern Israelites and Assyrians. Then in the 6th century, we begin seeing Yehovah by the Jewish rabbis. That was already after the Masoretic influence, so sometimes I'm cautious of that one because they wouldn't pronounce the name. We are told that they did try to hide the sacred name so it wouldn't be blasphemed, so to speak, by their rules. To, you know, I don't know, but either way, Yahuwah doesn't work. <laughs> so Yahuwah or Yahuwah, how those people say it, that in Hebrew, you can't have three open syllables. So it could be Yahweh because you have two closed syllables. And then it could be Yehovah since you have one open and two closed. So just may Yahweh lead us and show us. Actually, I think on that one, do we have two open and one closed? Sorry, a little bit of a brain fog was just speaking, but you get the point. I can look more closely at it later when I actually can focus. Let's begin with the start into verse two. And there was a servant of the house of Shaul whose name was Ziba. So when they had called him to David, the king said to him, are you Ziba? He said, at your service. Then the king said, is there not still someone of the house of Saul to whom I may show the kindness of God? And Ziba said to the king, there is still a son of Jonathan who is lame in his feet. So the king said to him, where is he? And Ziba said to the king, Indeed, he is in the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, in Lodabar. Lodabar means no word. I would not want to be in a place with no word from God, right? <laughs> okay, sorry. I keep seeing things like Amiel, the people of God. So my people are God. Um, oh, I, I'll just keep going because I don't think you need to know every name from me right now. But go ahead and look them up. There's some beautiful meanings there. Then King David sent and brought him out of the house of Machir, the son of Amiel, from Lodabar. Now when Mephibosheth, the son of Jonathan, the son of Saul, had come to David, he fell on his face and prostrated himself. Then David said, Mephibosheth, and he answered, here is your servant. He probably thought, I mean, you have to remember here, Saul tried to kill him. So his Mephibosheth's grandfather tried to kill David. And you're going to see later that it doesn't appear that Mephibosheth's heart was super loyal to David. 
And here he's probably thinking, oh my gosh, I could be killed because the new king, who was an enemy of the previous king, and they just had a big coup de thought. Look, they had a big coup that overthrew him. I mean, Saul was killed. Now David's king. He could kill me. So he bows down. But David's heart was pure. He had remembered his promise to Jonathan that he would not completely destroy his lineage. Verse 7. So David said to him, Do not fear, for I will surely show you kindness for Jonathan your father's sake, and will restore to you all the land of Saul your grandfather, and you shall eat bread at my table continually. Then he bowed himself and said, What is your servant that you should look upon such a dead dog as I? And the king called to Ziba, Saul's servant, and said to him, I have given to your master's son all that belonged to Saul and to all his house. You, therefore, and your sons and your servants shall work the land for him, and you shall bring in the harvest that your master's son may have food to eat. But Mephibosheth, your master's son, shall eat bread at my table always. Now Ziba had 15 sons and 20 servants. I love David's loyalty and kindness there for Jonathan's love for him. And remember, Jonathan died because of his faithfulness to his father. If he had had the faith to break away from his wicked father and come and serve David, like the men, there were many men who were David's in his army at that time. Jonathan probably would have still been alive at this point. That's where we have to be so careful, just because it's blood. If they're wrong, they're wrong. We don't turn a blind eye. We choose right and righteousness over blood. Verse 11, Then Ziba said to the king, According to all that my lord the king has commanded his servant, so will your servant do. As for Mephibosheth, said the king, he shall eat at the t- my table like one of the king's sons. Mephibosheth had a young son whose name was Micha, and all who dwelt in the house of Ziba were servants of Mephibosheth. So Mephibosheth dwelt in Jerusalem, for he ate continually at the king's table, and he was lame in both his feet. Now remember, he had become lame in his feet when the maidservant had run with him and tripped and fell, and it made him lame in his feet when she was trying to actually escape and save him. Sometimes there's not a lot in these chapters, but what we can look at is how our love and our faithfulness to those who do well to us and kind to us should continue to their posterity, just like David. Then it also reminds me, just like Jonathan, I don't want to die for my loyalty to somebody. I would rather be loyal to God in his ways, to Yahweh in his ways, and live rather than go down with somebody who's crooked and perverse. Something to think about. Much love to you all. Enjoy this blessed Sabbath. At least it's Sabbath when I'm recording this. Whatever day you are listening to it on, may Yahweh bless this day for you.